Welcome to The Word Podcast. I'm Seth Williams. And I'm Brendan Ward. And we're here to discuss all things local real estate, legal, title, market, and really anything else we can come up with. So stick with us on this journey as we talk about The Word. All right. Welcome to The Word. We are excited to have Eileen Duff with us from the Jan Eileen team at Keller Williams Evolution in Beverly. So Eileen... Yes, Brendan. Thank you for joining us. It is a pleasure to have you here. As it's, as you know, I love talking to you. I love and talking can't to get you. Enough, can't get enough of talking to can't you. Can't get enough stuff. Yeah. Oh, is that your <laughs> new slogan? <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. That could be really, that could go a lot of different directions. It could be. You, <laughs> could be sideways, yeah. Did you try one of the LaCroix? These LaCroix are fantastic, and I am a big bubble water drinker. Mm. Oh, and this same. particular limoncello with a little... Vanilla mm. essence. Yeah. Splendid. We, we yeah. end up with these when Stop and Shop screws up my regular lemon uh, LaCroix uh, because we didn't get to the substitute sh- the substitution fast enough. And then they sit at my house for several weeks until I bring them to the office. Well, Unless they, LaCroix were to send us some. Yeah. LaCroix then, should send you some because yeah. this is very refreshing. Mm, it is. Mm. It's it, also something that realtors could be serving at open houses. Naturally essent. Yes. Things like Good that. Good idea. It's, it's yeah. Non-alcoholic, yet has some nice flavor. Yes. Realtors, yet, please yet. make sure you're bringing LaCroix to all of your broker opens and regular opens. Um, so how do you guys know each other? Uh, that's a good question, <laughs> Eileen. I met Brendan when he was working, I think, on a political campaign before you were even in law school. Were you in college? I yeah. was had graduated from college, but yep. hadn't gone to law school yet. Right. I knew him way back when, when way he was a pop. Way back when. We had wow. a mutual friend. Yep. That neither one of us are really still all friends that friends with. with. <laughs> That's how it works. For yeah. a lot of reasons. Yeah. But we have a lot of other mutual friends that we are still very close friends with. And I'm a realtor and he became a real estate attorney and it was a match made in heaven. It is. Do you guys do a lot of transactions together? Not yet. We're working (laughs) on it. I'm trying real hard. We're trying to get some, I'm trying to get some transactions right now, to be frank. It's, it's dry. It's, you know, it's weird. It's tough out there for the buyers. I, I showed, I have a great buyer. Great because she knows exactly what she wants and she's saved her money. She's done everything right. Um, (laughs) he looked at this condo and made, you know, I ran all the comps did the RPR, which is a tool we can use as realtors. Yeah. And um, made a really generous offer. And they're like, no, they, they came back with like $1,000 lower than what it was listed for, which, which it just... Where, it, where, and where was this? It's in Salem. It's not yeah. worth it. And it's still sitting on the market. So, you know, we'll just sit and wait and, and see. Now, Jan back. had a listing this weekend also in Salem, which is in a state. And... Billion offers. Got, yeah, gone in a heartbeat. But I, it was, it was, you know, it was nice. It was beautiful. It was. Was it a ranch? No, it's a condo. Oh wow! There was a good, nice ranch in Salem on the market last weekend. Ranches fly, yeah, fly right mm-hmm. now. If if it's too bad, developers can't make more money selling ranches. Mm. You know, they got to make the McMansions. You know, to make it worth it. But every pe- true people want ranches and bungalows. They want some first floor living, and it's very very hard to find. In fact, my house is a ranch, and when we bought it... Any thoughts of selling? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Where is it located? We, it's in Gloucester. Do you Gloucester. know a good realtor? I do. <laughs> yeah. I know several. Gloucester is such an interesting market to me. I think Gloucester has so many fundamentals behind it, and mm-hmm. it's ripe for you know just blowing up. Like It seems like yeah. it's Newburyport 15 years ago, or it's Salem 15 years yeah. ago. Like The downtown is so cute, and like yeah. it could be so much more. 
it, it could be, and it's starting to be. I mean, it's mm-hmm. growing. Um, I agree with you. I think it's one of the places you can still get a lot of value for your money. Mm-hmm. In West Gloucester, which a lot of people weren't real keen on, but, you know, it's on the other side of the bridge, so it's it, that's 10 or 15 minutes closer to, right. you know, to Boston. Yeah. To is that by Winger Chic Beach? Is that West Gloucester? Yes, that's okay. West Gloucester. So it's very desirable, but you tend to get, you know, it's more woodsy sure. in places. You can get a lot of land, but the gorgeous, gorgeous homes out there. Um, and the Hearth House, is that over there? What's that restaurant on 133? I don't know. On 133, the Hearth House? Was, was, like oh, right the Heart House? Heart House. Heart House, yeah. that's an Ipswich. Uh, it is? Yeah. That's an Ipswich. It's basically West Gloucester. Yeah, yeah kind How, of. Like right over the line? But, but Gloucester, speaking of restaurants, you know, Barbara Lynch is, she has... Oh, of course it, you're into Barbara Lynch. Well, Barbara Lynch is yeah. uh, very talented. Oh, you don't know who Barbara Lynch is? No. Seth is a chef, too, by the oh, way. So like, this is shocking. <laughs> Menton, Number 9 oh. Park, B&G Oyster, Butcher Shop. Any of these ring a bell? I mean, I know, yeah. yeah. James I, Beard Award winner. Yeah. She, she is taking over the rudder on Rocky Neck. I know. And we are all anxiously awaiting the opening. Because that's we. there's a lot of restaurants in Gloucester, and there's some good food. But that's a whole other level of like that's it's a great, different level. That's great. It's food. a different level. That's is Mile food. Marker One any good? Mile Marker is actually really good, and they've just redone all of the rooms in okay. the in the hotel there, and they say it's really nice. That's a great place to go have lunch or brunch, and if you have a boat, you can one of us at this table does have a boat, <laughs> and I've been <laughs> you're going to come on the boat, and we can dock right there. You can dock that's right it. at the Cape restaurant. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's but sweet. what about Talise? We could take the boat I love to Talise. You can take the boat to Talise. They're actually clients of ours. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they're uh, in Costa Rica for the winter. I know. I don't know what that is either. This is the restaurant um, I've been telling you about where they Talise, change the menu every day, and it's, it's all farm to table, and they have a marina out front. Really? Yeah. It's it's not so cheap. It's in the squam. The it's in yeah. Right in Anasquam, and the food is gorgeous. Every mm. I have food must be. Is it near Cape Ann Marina? No, no. it's up. The, it's way up the river by the Anasquam Yacht Club. Yeah, Got if it. you go um the other end, you could, yeah. if you walked across the Anasquam footbridge, you could walk there. You could walk there from my house actually, because I live on the other side. Oh, you live in that part of Gloucester? I live. Look at you, high rent district. I, well, no, I'm not in. I'm. The city will tell you I live in Anasquam, but I don't live in the village. I live across the street off Washington Street up a hill. Oh, you live up there. We live up I on sold the house okay. on Washington Street. La, well, yeah. Oh, I like that part of right? Oh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. It's it's very quiet, dead end. I only have mm-hmm. eight neighbors. Very, very nice. Wow. Ooh. Deer in the yard, all yeah. that sort of thing. So West Gloucester, though, still affordable, you think? Like, West Gloucester's affordable, and there's stuff, you know, in the... Main part of the island that's really affordable, too, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, especially if you're willing, if you have vision and you're willing to put some work in. I mean, I have some friends that just bought, and it, it cost them, you know, it was like six ninety two, I think, all in. But this is oddly specific. Well, <laughs> I know, we're just looking at the comps. But it was, um, it's a two-family with two, three-bedroom okay. units. Wow, on a, multifamily's still really cheap up there. On a big piece of land. And is that no, where I'm going for multi? And limited Airbnb restrictions. Ooh. Yeah. It's a great, it's a really, really great Fun place fact. to invest. But, you know, if you're willing to go get a grandma house, you know, and some of these things and put some Spiff work it into it, yeah, you can Bingo. you can really get something. Mm. Especially if you don't, especially if you want to live in it. I sure. mean, it's one thing if you're going to flip, but if you're going to live in it, yeah, yeah. it's a great It's a How great long place. does it take to get to Boston? 40. Mm, 45, 45 to an hour. It depends on the traffic. And what about that thing that goes on the tracks? The train? The train. The choo-choo the train. train. Yeah, yeah. I call it the choo-choo train. Does that work? 
It works, but I personally think your best Too bet long. is to drive um, 20 minutes down the line to Salem or Beverly, yeah. park there, and then jump on the train. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Lack of frequency? Be- yeah, because is? the trains run out of Boston like every 10 minutes. Do you a- know a- anybody a- in the, the state that might be able to push for better transportation? I do know a couple of people. Can, I can you put tell- a word in for I transportation? Because our old governor hated hey, listen, transportation. Because that, 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 <laughs> new, that new guy. From L from LIC might might whip it into place. The Long Island Railroad. Well, yeah. the lieutenant governor rides the train once a week now. Oh, she's the best. She really is. Yeah. She's riding the train. It's driving her security detail out of their minds. I can imagine because <laughs> they've got to sort the whole thing out. But she's like, she no. late? Is she late every day? <laughs> that I doubt. She probably. I don't know if she sleeps. She does so much. work. No, he meant because the train is. Uh, late. No, I know oh, what you meant. Oh. It's that was a good one. yeah. That was a good one. It is a very good one. I think that guy's gonna fix it. I got to be honest with you. I hope he fixes it. Well, I, I think they should blow the whole thing up and rebuild it myself. It might be cheaper. There's no way it's cheaper. Oh, I mean, what are you going <laughs> to do in the meantime? Put people on on buses? luxury buses? W- we're we're already life. doing that. True. I mean, the commuter rail they do that. Like, there's no station in Lynn. You got to take the bus to Swampscott and get on in Swampscott and go backwards. That makes no sense. None. You give them the little hover things and yeah. they could fly. Um, water transportation too. I'm a big proponent water, yeah. of the ferry. So yep. if you could talk to your friends and tell them we want uh, the ferries. The ferry from Salem is mad popular. Yeah, and it's you like can have a co- And you can have a cocktail on it. Well, it's so cheap. All you need is a boat and someone to drive yeah. the boat. It doesn't yeah. cost billions yeah. of dollars to put the infrastructure in place. No, it doesn't. It, that's a really great idea. We need tons more ferries. Just well, like we need one from Gloucester to Boston. That would be great. Yeah, of course you do. I would love that. I'd love one even from Gloucester to Salem. Yeah. Well, it just makes you know? commuting easier. Makes it a lot easier. And it makes a lot of sense, frankly, because roads are crowded. It, it's unbelievable. And to your point, Seth, it's if the trains don't run on time, it's you know it's difficult. Right. You don't want to take them. I don't want to be don't. late. I don't want to take them. I hate being late. I don't like the subways because they smell. Oh, they're a little smelly. That's very elitist. It, it, it is very elitist, but it's also very true because I love public transportation, but the public... It's, it's the rats for me that really... Yeah, it's... it's, it's I love the thought of public transportation. Yeah. It's just like the actuality of it is... <laughs> but if no you're in a place out. like D.C., it's, it's great. Yeah. And it's not even... And it's old there now. It's like... This system's like 40 years old, but it's still... It's so mad, mad modern compared to what we have. Even San Francisco looks modern compared to what we have. And the things like the escalators into the subway in DC, you feel like you're going forever. It is like it's got to be how how far underground are they? They're good for spy movies. Yeah, slide down the. Have you ever been on the subway in DC? Have you been to DC? I was there in eighth grade for your government trip. Oh, you got to come back. Mm. National Association of Realtors is having a big yeah. Let's can we there. talk? Can we talk? Yeah, let's about let's <laughs> transition <laughs> into so, the Realtors Association. Yeah. I'm pushing Seth, telling him he's yeah gotta, because NAR. I am a realtor. I'm, we know that our meetings are in May. In May 9th, we have rented out. Uh, what's the name of the ball team down there? The the ballpark, and we've invited all every senator and state rep, senator and congressman. What ballpark? Nats, Nats uh, Park. The Washington the Nationals. Nationals. Washington mm. Nationals. I couldn't think of the name. Got it. Um, yeah, we're having a big block party in there. That's cool. So you can schmooze with all the people and tell them why so, we need s- So hit us with the differences between different realtor boards or uh, associations. 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 associations? Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the difference? Like, between North Shore and oh. G-Bar? Or yeah, let's say I'm eh. an agent. Uh, I, I sell everywhere. 
Pitch me. I would go to the board closer to where you live. Honestly, I mean, if you live in if you live in the North Shore and you're in G Bar, it doesn't really make any sense because your networking is going to be with the realtors in your community, right? Sure. I mean, that's that makes sense. It doesn't mean you won't interact with realtors from another board and you won't get to know them. And if you get involved with Massachusetts Association of Realtors, one of the great things is you get to know realtors all over the state, which is also a great source of referrals. And the more involved you get, the more people are bound to give you some business from sure. different places. So, yeah. But I'd go to the board where, it's, where it makes sense for you, honestly. And uh, different boards have different strengths. You know, I yeah. can really only speak to my board and what we're doing, and we've got some new ideas. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, Tell us what you're doing. We're having a big... Uh, i got a controversial topic to hit you with. Uh-oh. Oh, he I didn't warn wait. me on this. We're having a I le- didn't know. legislative breakfast next Thursday. The 13th of April. 13th of April at the Hawthorne Hotel. We're going. You're yeah, going. we'll be there. Yeah, there'll yeah. be a bunch of state reps and, and people like that. Dan Cahill, Rep Cahill will be speaking, Rep Tom Walsh. Um, there's a whole, you know, three or four of them. And then Lieutenant... Rep Paracella. Oh, of course. Yeah. Rep Paracella. Jerry Paracella. Love that man. And then... Um, and, and he and Cahill are important because they also practice real estate law. Right. And so they have a really great um, knowledge of the industry sure. and some of the challenges that we face as realtors. So um, Lieutenant Governor Driscoll will be the keynote speaker, which will be great because she's done a fabulous job when she was mayor of Salem. She understands housing issues. And we have a housing crisis. A massive housing you know, we crisis. Just, we, don't have, we don't have enough inventory. You know, and, no, and, and they don't, don't make land anymore, right? So we've got currently to, not in production. We've got to build it someplace. Yeah. And there's a lot of nimbyism. There's a lot of people oh, that don't that they, even give me start. No, I'm no. like ready to break the pen. Nobody wants anything in it's already there. Broken. Yeah. The answer is not more restrictions. It is less restrictions. No, we need to change zoning. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So in the so the property that I own where I live in Gloucester is actually a half an acre of land. And one of the reasons I want I like the land and it had a lot of granite and I like that. But the other thing is, is at one time it was two lots mm. and then they changed the zoning and merged, merged it, it into mm-hmm. one lot. That's a thing. If you saw my, if you saw where I lived in every single one of my neighbors, there's no reason. And you'd have to take it through zoning to separate it. That, yeah. And there's no reason. And they wouldn't let you. Yeah. There's no reason anybody on that street shouldn't be able to build another unit. It, there'd be zero impact. There's eight yeah. houses on the street. I right. mean, the, the impact is negligible. And that's the problem with the affordability, right? right? Like the right. answer is not affordability. Tri- I mean, part of the answer is yes, we need to provide more housing for moderate income folks and, you know, maybe affordable housing trust. But the an- the, the real problem you need to build. Is, is, is the zoning. Yeah, the yeah. zoning is a huge problem. And in not letting people, you know, we have to let folks put accessory apartments in their homes if it's really done. 100%. Um, and, and, you know, some people are like, I can only be for a member of the family. That's great, except there are a lot of people that need a place to live. And, and there's a lot of people that need help paying their mortgage. Yeah, a lot of people need, <laughs> especially seniors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and when you get into a community like Gloucester where there's a lot of waterfront, so there's a lot of rich people that own that. And then there's or a lot. Or house rich people. There's a lot of working class people who've right. inherited those sure. homes or they were the, the little yeah. summer shack that they live in well, full time now. That's very similar to Winthrop. Yeah, very right. similar. And so why shouldn't they be able to put an accessory apartment in and rent it out? And, and in Gloucester, it also, it provides housing for the workers. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we need summer workers. We need yeah. people to work in the industries and they need to live someplace. 
Yeah. Well, and, and there's no place for some of those older folks in those bigger houses to go, right? There, there's, there's no, no downsize market either, no, right? No. So no if you're in a big market. waterfront house, right. there, there's nowhere to go and right. stay in the community that you've lived in right. your whole life. It's, it's a real, and it's a circular problem, right? It's, it's like being it's on It's really the wheel. same issue, different version. Every week we talk about yep. this. It's just, it's crazy. Like where there's nowhere to go. Yeah. They, they you know, there's different... Things they could do to obviously sell, but most, like you said, most people want to try and keep it in the family if they can. And then eventually, if they keep it in the family to a certain point, then that next generation maybe can't afford it. Right. Especially with real estate taxes where they're going. Bingo. And, right. You know, uh, it's just nuts. And then, but, and then market values keep running up due to the supply and demand. Eventually, they're forced to sell, and then they're frustrated. And if they could put in even just a one-bedroom unit, an ADU. And Airbnb it. Yeah. It, what a, a, Airbnb it or live there. Yeah, I mean, term. it would make a huge, huge difference mm-hmm. in that. In it, it more than pays the tax bill for, oh yeah. for the year. We need housing for that reason, too, is we need the tax taxes. revenue. We need tax yeah. revenue. And people are like, I, it's fascinating to me in Gloucester to, to read the public forums where people are like, there's no housing for the working people. Don't build housing here. Right. You know, <laughs> in, in the house, what they're trying to do with some of these programs right now is build housing close to public transportation. Right. The theory being that working class people use public transportation and they need things that they can actually buy. Yeah. And it's, it just doesn't make any sense to not let people do that. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think zoning is a huge thing, and we've got to just keep talking about it to educate yep. people. Here's the other thing about this is when we talk about affordable or accessible housing or housing you can afford, whatever you want to call it, senior housing, veteran housing, this isn't just – this is an us issue. It's not a them yeah. issue because all of us are going to be seniors. Yeah. Many of us are veterans. All of us – well, most of us will have some type of disability, be it hearing, seeing, mobility, cognitive. As we age, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that these facilities are being built. You know, this yep. type of housing is being built. Single level housing or, you know, bungalows, things where people can actually age and live in. Because yep. we don't, it, to your point, you know. Aging in place is really a hot topic. Yeah. yeah. If, you're ha- if you have a 2,400 square foot, you know, four square colonial, great house. But yeah, how many times do we go to these open houses, right? With this giant house is an estate sale, and the entire first floor is modified, right? Right, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I mean, I see them every weekend. Yeah, now that was my mother's house. To be honest, my mother yeah. died a year and a half ago. And, was she on Gardner Park? She was on Gardner Park. Oh, that's what Gardner I thought. Park, Garden Street, and so what we did is, um, you know, as her mobility declined, I told her you can either get a chairlift in the house, or we're gonna. Put a bathroom downstairs. Put a bathroom downstairs. When we Mm -hmm. had a half bath, we were fortunate that we were able to put a full bath. And when we did it, we designed, and it's funny because now it's like all the rage, like a wet room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we did a European-style bathroom. So everything is completely open. Yeah. Grab bars and it's gorgeous. And every everyone that would come in would be like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. And um, it ended up being a selling feature in the house, yeah. you know, which we didn't really intend. Right. But we were lucky that we were able to do that so she right. she could stay in the house. But honestly, it was ridiculous having, you know, at the it end, is. there were a few of us living there. Mm-hmm. During COVID, actually, yeah. my nieces came and stayed there. But, yeah, it's it's a waste of a resource yeah. <laughs> just to have and, it. And if, if you think about it, it's a whole other kind of systemic issue. Like, the, maybe the right thing to do, and maybe it's not, is to, if if... 
if selling's an alternative, you sell the property and relocate yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The problem is someone who's had to do that with my wife's dad, father-in-law, um, you, you know, you end up going into some sort of assisted living. Right. That is like uber expensive. Mm-hmm. If, oh, the prices and if, are and crazy. And if he wasn't a veteran, yeah. there's no way we could yeah. have swung that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's bonkers. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's just crazy, right? So there, because of that cost, because of the limitation of mm-hmm. those facilities, because of the limitation of other ranch style homes that just don't exist, more, more, uh, you know, boomers, seniors, whatever you want to call it, are, are forced to age in place, right. mm-hmm. which brings less inventory to the market. Right. Correct. And then, and then you think about, uh, like, uh, you know, myself, yeah. I, I'd like to upsize yeah. eventually here, but mm-hmm. I'm sitting on a good two and a half percent mortgage rate. I ain't selling right. that thing. Nope. So, and I, Unless you I, can find someone with, someone with an assumable. Yeah, <laughs> which, which, that would which be is, nice. yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't know that you. Uh, I, yeah. I came across one last week because it's a VA loan. Oh. Right, so VA loans are always assumable, but they it has to obviously be approved. They have to be a veteran, yada yada. But yeah, it's just few and far between. So the reality is, more clients that I'm onboarding right, right. now are just like, "Hey, talk to me about being a landlord," because I'm a landlord. I'm pretty public about it. So yeah, we talk about that. And the reality is, is while rates are a little bit higher, I mm-hmm. have clients who are keeping their two and a half, three percent interest rate on sure. the condo that they bought, using the extra five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars to use towards the six and a half percent rate. Right. They still save money because their interest rate was really low, or they right. refied and. They've been able to save up some cash to buy that house. Yeah. And oh, by the way, there was a property. Um, I I heard about it. it. wasn't involved in our firm, but eighty-seven offers last week on a wow. on a property. That's wow. Uh, Where was I, that? I heard that. I don't know. I heard it on a podcast this morning locally in the Boston area. And there was I. I mean, I took out buyers all last weekend in the North Reading area. Even some of these homes that, quite frankly, I wouldn't personally pay three or four hundred thousand yeah. dollars for are going a hundred thousand dollars over asking dozens of offers and the market is still strong and the top incredible the top so. three offers and all these stories i heard were just waived everything no yeah. contingencies mm-hmm. yeah. hundred plus over asking on homes that yeah. need to renovate the kitchen yeah you know it's it's, it's crazy there are still opportunities for no people doubt. i mean not every house is gonna go sure. over like that but there are people are showing up at open houses people are putting in bids People. I think if you're in a good community and it's priced right, it's going to go Gone. immediately. If it's priced right, right it will go. It, it's the people that aren't pricing what's, things right that are What's priced sitting. wrong? Well. Overpriced. Yeah, well, but how much? I always say people, your house is worth what someone will pay for it. That's correct. <laughs> and no one wants to hear that. But it's the absolute truth. I mean, the market will tell you what your house is mm-hmm. worth. And if you want to price it for a million bucks, yeah. and I can't show you the comps. Right. And you don't have, you know, once in a while you have someone who comes in with a wheelbarrow nickels and they'll say, I'll give it to you and I'll waive every contingency in the world, but not as much as you used to. I mean, in high end markets you might, but in Gloucester you don't, unless yeah. it's, you know, a big, yeah. big mansion or something like that. So just quick question. What, how, yeah. How long have you been selling houses? 20 years. Okay. So in your 20 years, you've been through a couple different markets. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> how long would you say is a normal amount of time on the market? Before you should oh. receive an offer, a oh, normal, God. like not, not, know. not hot market. Like we've been in for the better part of six years, seven years, three to four weeks, three to four weeks. Yeah. So if you don't have an offer within three to four weeks, I, I actually would tell my clients, if you don't have an offer in two weeks, you need to drop the price. Really? Yeah. Why so fast in a normal market or now? Boy, I haven't had this question after he's looking at yeah. me. I gotta really I'm just, think about I'm, it. I'm intrigued, right? So I've I've just been doing a lot of research. This is my first big yeah, uh, fluctuating market. You know what? I think to, I get your point. It's a good point. What's your motivation and why are you moving? Mm. You know. Yeah. 
in a state. I so I think if people are just make you know you're, you're just ready, got lucky. Ready to role play this? this is a very good yeah. one. Yeah. So I think I think I'm going to answer your question and then tell me what you would say. Yeah. I personally am running into the upsizer. It's probably just who I'm working with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the upsizer who's got the two and a half three percent rate, who would like to unlock their equity but didn't need their equity to buy. Mm-hmm. They've already bought. They are buying. They really don't care. I'd be nice to get my cash back, essentially, right? So they've deployed 10, 15, 20% down casually. They'd like to get their two, three, 400 grand back out of their property, mm-hmm. but they don't need it. You know, their savings is going to take a hit. Whatever investment they're in might take a hit. But at the end of the day, it's 3% debt and they're fine with renting it. So I'm not finding the vast majority of clientele that I'm dealing with personally to be a highly motivated seller. Well, that's a really good point because uh, we're dealing with a situation with this right now where people are, ah, if I don't sell, I'll rent. If you're not deleted and you have a house, you, you need to think about, and I'm not saying don't do it, but you are taking on a liability. Sure. So, and I don't think landlords, I don't think the regular homeowner realizes that. Sometimes. No, I agree. I you think because every kid and there's a reason why we have the lowest lead paint poisoning in the whole country in Massachusetts is because every kid is tested. But the onus is on the owner of the property. If that child tests positive for lead, you're going to hear from the landlord, from the tenant. Well, you're going to hear the from school the school department. You're going to hear state. from the state. Yeah. You will. You you're will. You're going to be required to de-lead mm-hmm. or encapsulate, which you yeah. can do, and rehouse them. On your on your dime. Yeah. Well, that's done, and that's a lot, and so I think you have to really think about, you know, if you want to do that, maybe you go and you take the class to have it, you know, encapsulate. Sure. But your clients are are mostly like young professionals in one bedroom apart in one bedroom condos that don't necessarily. I think have. I think there's a lot of renovated condos that were sold years ago yeah. that are those ones. I mean, whether or not they're actually deleted or not, or would pass a deleted no, is just, a different if story. You, but if, if you clientele that's going to be renting because you can't discriminate it. And I tell the, I don't do a lot of rentals, but I tell my people, yeah, yeah. you have to show it to everyone. Yeah. I mean, you, oh, you, yeah. you can't say to someone, you get kids and so you can't right. live here. But I would assume a lot of your tenants are moving out because the stock is not conducive to having children in, right? Like they, th- these right. were their first houses right, right, right. and so they the need like a trade up to a bigger house yeah. to raise a family. A in. condo yeah. is different than a four bedroom house. Yeah. Right? No doubt. If, Cause if you have a four bedroom house, you're going to rent it. You're either renting to students or family. When, I, when I rented to students, I, I called mm-hmm. the house. I rented the Playboy Mansion. There were so many parties. Did they have the bunnies? They, they had like 50 pizza boxes out on the front porch. I got a call, I got a call from the city councilor, from the police. But this is the one that really cracked me up. The trash company called me. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say the priest. You've got a problem over at that house. And then one of the neighbors, and I said, why am I just hearing about this now? I'm a realtor. My name and phone number is literally on signs. <laughs> and what was the answer? Because it's Dude. so easier to call the town and yeah. complain to somebody instead of front being. So I had to go have a talk with my, my young men. Actually, there were four guys and a girl. And the guys were easier to get to comply the woman was a nightmare oh. she was just they were afraid of her. It was, i can laugh about it now it was not funny at the time at all but i was like this place is like the playboy mansion <laughs> it's a party every night so I like that so to close the loop on the motivated seller yeah point yeah. of view would your 
advice be to make sure you fully communicate all of the pros and cons of being a landlord? Yeah. In an effort to make sure that like, hey, do you really want to do this or you just or you just think it's like easy? No, I, I think all the pros and cons because I, I was a landlord at a young age and I think being a landlord yeah. is a is a great thing and it's a great sure. well, way to build wealth, no doubt. build your portfolio, build, you know, not just institutional wealth, but generational wealth, you know, to, to, to own property. It really right. is. I agree. I just think in Massachusetts, we have some strict laws for yeah. a really, really good reason. And it's not that in, but there are also courses and things, uh, and they're not expensive that, that landlords can go to on a weekend and learn how to encapsulate the paint themselves. Sure. And I would just encourage people, if you have an older property, and you're going to rent to a family because you don't want to discriminate against them, do it. Yeah. In that, because you're in the database that is being safe. Sure. No, I think that's, I think that's good. And it's always good to be in the safe database. You, you don't want to be, be, you don't want to be on the naughty no, list. No, you never want to be on the already in a bunch of those ones. I yeah. am, but I am going to have a, a nice oh, boy. <laughs> sip of my LaCroix to wash that down. You never want to be on the naughty yeah. list. All right. One last thing about pricing, just because we've asked a lot of other oh, yeah, agents. Yeah. That yeah. Have been on. So you think two weeks and you're moving the price down as a as a price uh, preservation. All right, I'll say three weeks. I, I I'm just more aggressive yeah. on, on that sort of thing because you know, do you really want to sell? Do you really want to get somewhere? Yeah, we're in a different. We're we're in this market right now. To, it's so these markets are fascinating because we're always in this domino thing. Like before, when everything was selling for a gazillion dollars over ask. You almost needed to sell your house before you made an offer on something else. Correct, yeah. But well, I think we're back then. I think we're back. Yeah. That's back. So we're to be appealing. And so, yeah, you have to really think. I always say to people, where are you going? Have you ID'd your property? Yeah. Do you know what you're going to do? And so some people will take, if your house is properly priced, people will do a contingency with you, you know? What do you mean? You can say, um, you can make an offer on a house before your house is sold. Right and as the contingency oh, yeah. being on you can the wholesale contingency, yeah. and you just have to prove the fact that you're gonna right. Not and if you're gonna prove it, yeah. if it's a decent realtor, they're gonna look at the numbers yeah, and you. they're mm-hmm. gonna say, hmm. yeah, I agree with you. You know what you plan? I always tell clients there's a difference between writing an offer contingent on home sale. Yeah. The first question I asked, I would ask if I was receiving that offer, is, is the house on under, under contract? Uh, that's right. Oh, not when are you going to market? Right. Two weeks from now, right. you haven't taken photos? Call me in two weeks, pal. That's Good exactly luck. That's exactly you what know, I would say. Um, versus, hey, my offer is contingent on home right. sale. By the way, here's the MLS. I'll put it on the market tomorrow. Yeah. You and I both know this thing is going to sell like hotcakes. Right. Right. We'll do PNSs at the same exact time. And if, if, if I don't have an offer that I'm signing a PNS on, then let's not do the PNS yeah. and you can go to the next spot. Right. Most people I think are going to be pretty okay with that. And the other thing, circling back to some of the things that people, if you're buying a bigger house with, and there's a possibility that maybe you can put an apartment in it or it has an apartment in it, those houses are worth yeah, more. grabbing. Yeah. Um, especially if they're on a nice piece of land, yeah. you know, with, the, with parking, any kind of view at all a pond, anything. Um, those houses, I think, are really, you know, they're gems. Fast, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. gems. And some people, the, the only, I still, before I was a realtor, there were two houses I didn't buy because I hesitated. Mm. 
40 years later, I you still, still, regret I still it. think yeah. about those houses. I got a couple of those already. I, I have one. And I just yeah. think, Soon to what, be two. What, was, what was I thinking? What was yeah. I waiting for? I mean, Scared I money don't make money. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, high risk, high reward. And that's really true. And, and you will. That's the, that's the better way to say it. <laughs> no, you know, sometimes. <laughs> I like the first way. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you're going to. Listen, if you're a landlord, there may be times you're going to take a little bit of a hit. No it, doubt. It happens. Uh, most of my tenants. Well, we could get into evictions in the housing court, but I think that's <laughs> no, a, we won't a do whole that. other. But, we'll but most of your tenants yeah. are going to be good most of the time. Just, Agreed. but you just mm-hmm. need to know that you might get vet, a lemon now. We well, have to hire a realtor to vet them and and, yeah. and do your due diligence before you get yep. somebody in. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, last thing on pricing. Yeah. I swear to God, then oh. we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk more about the Association of Realtors. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, this, this might be a toughie because I think you and I will disagree on this. I think two to three weeks is far too quick to move price do down. Okay. I really do. Because I just, I've, so two things. First off, who priced the house? Right? Like I did and, and the seller agreed on that mm-hmm. range, right? And I'm not pricing homes at a range that I don't think they can sell at. I just am not. I don't, I don't take that business. Like maybe. So I'll, if you have a client that says. I want you to look, you show them all the numbers and they say, but I want to start at this number. You won't take it. So, cause I think, right, I think you used to be able to do that. And I think right now, I think let's, let's it's just, it's harder for people. Let's be super specific. Let's say I do a market analysis and I say, Hey, listen, I think 819 to 869 mm-hmm. is fair market value. And I'll walk them through three different ways we can price the home. Yep. Okay. Hey, we can price the home high. I don't really love this strategy. Okay. Let's say high is 875. We're looking for the needle in the haystack buyer. You know, usually 45 to 60 days on market. We're lucky if we get an offer. Almost always it's going to be below asking unless this is on waterfront. This is a very unique Mm -hmm. historic home. Then we can break the rules, ask whatever we want, ask over market value. That's option one. Option two, let's price it at fair market value. Let's say fair market value is 829 or 839. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right strategy. We can go on market usually in the first two to three weeks. If we're priced, if you know, if we have a lot of people through the home, then I would say we're going to procure an offer at or around usually above list price in this market. Third option, underprice the home. I used to love this strategy. <laughs> don't love it anymore right yeah. now because with the volatility of interest right, rates, right, right. I don't necessarily recommend this because we could go on at 799 Rates could go from 6.4 to 7.25 and no one showed up this weekend and we gave away your equity. I think fair market value is the right price. And you would have to tell me, nope, go 875. So I would go, okay. Seth, I want to list at 895. Okay, listen, I I think it's a stretch. At the end of the day- But my house is beautiful. I I put in these curtains and I love it. I agree with what you're saying. And I have Formica that is sparkly. So so when we price high, so (laughs) at the end of the day, I think if you're over 5% over the market, it's not selling. It's not selling right now. It's going to, we're probably going to break 30 to 40 days. Now in a market that's dramatically appreciating and in a market that has incredibly volatile rates, Mm -hmm. pricing high, not the best strategy. I don't hate it. Because, you know, literally if, if, I mean, rates just hit a two month low literally yesterday. Okay. So let's say they keep sliding, which I think they will. And we're at five, nine, nine. At the end of the day, we waited 30 days. Guess what's going to happen? Your place is going to sell. Yeah. Because I just made it more affordable with patience. Well, that's a good point. Um, and I also, I also historically, I don't, 
I don't think six and seven percent rates are crazy because we would no, look, I don't either. They, no, that we've been looking at two and three percent rates are crazy. Those totally were arti- crazy. Those were completely artificial rates. I mean, I agree. The second house that I bought, which was a multifamily in DC, I'd be very wealthy if I still owned mm, it today. I was just gonna ask mm. that. Right in Adams Morgan, gorgeous brownstone. Gorgeous. That's a good neighborhood in DC. Yeah. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. Oh, as Chad GPT were. But anyway, um. When we were able to refinance that house at 9%, it was great. <laughs> we thought we won the lottery. I yeah. mean, I think we bought that at 13. In the first, I bought a house when I was very young with my sister. It was brand new construction outside of Alexandria, Virginia. There were still ponies across the street. That's how undeveloped that area wow. was at the time. Um, the rate was 16%. Yeah. You know, and it's just that the mortgage payment was all... Interest. Interest. <laughs> But this yeah, is yeah. one of the things you and I talk about a lot, right? It's all it's interest. Like we're your your demo of your buyers are are more on yeah, the. They're gonna, they've never seen this cycle before. They've only seen two and three and four percent interest, right. and the thought of of paying it is crazy. It just, and I think it, it's gotten better over the last just year. Just like you tell that story, we'll yeah. be telling the story of. Do you remember when I had my primary residence at two seven five? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I still got it today. I paid it off yep. twenty years ago. Blah yep. blah blah. Whatever. Um, so. Just on the to cap the pricing convo, like I just can't tell you. I just had I just had two condos. I took over an expired mm-hmm. listing. They were on the market with the previous broker for like eight fifty. I was on. I went out at seven ninety nine. I believed in the price. I believed in the product. Okay. I think day fifty three, I got multiple offers Great. on the same condo, and it and it goes over asking. I mean, or went like at asking, right? But both offers came in originally below, and be between ne- negotiation and patience, mm-hmm. we got what we wanted for the for the seller. And I just, I've seen that happen so many freaking times happen in Gloucester on a beach house that I had listed years ago. Like same thing, just 60 days on market, boom. And, and you get multiple bids. So, yep. and some of that's market condition, some of that's timing, but like, I've just heard a lot that, you know, in a normal market, mm-hmm. four or five months on market is not crazy. Ooh, I think that's what I, I, We just haven't been in no, a right. normal I, market in, in right. a decade. You're so. right. Because I have to think back, I had a house in North Salem and I have to think back. How long it, you know. Like, how, how many people are going to list homes this week and forget that, you know, Sunday's Easter and, like, not pay attention? Yeah. And then they have shitty open house traffic and they price correct in 10 days. Like, what? it'll happen. And I think it's just, listen, well, the only thing I... Well, uneducated person well, in this the agent area... Should, the agent should also be telling them that. Should, but you I and look I look at something know. that's yeah. been on the market for three weeks and I'm like, what's wrong with that place? Like, why is, there it, is, still, why is it still on the market? I'm not going to look at that. Like, forget it. It must be a dog or it's overpriced. Like, there's there's a problem. It's been on for four weeks. Everything is possible to yeah. fix with money. What do you mean? You can fix it. Oh, the problems? Yeah. Yeah. But I want a discount. Like the second I that's see it's been on for yeah. four weeks, I, like, I, I automatically assume it's gonna it's gonna be like fifty grand off. So so what if you go and you find out that it's the house you really wanted and it had you know it's you think you can get it under budget and then all of a sudden you're in a bidding war and you're emotionally attached. Are you gonna pay list price? A list price. Wasn't so one that bad. Of, one of my problems is that I lack emotional intelligence. I've been told. <laughs> so I don't know, and I have detachment syndrome. So I don't know if I would become emotionally deta- uh, attached, attached to, to it. the house. Yeah, I just I see someone just listed a house in Winthrop. Yeah, it's been on the market ten days. They just price dropped at fifty grand. Oof! Like, th- Oof. why don't you just put a giant sign in the driveway that says "No one came to look at me"? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like. I do. Now, it might have been the Was fo- that your listing? Hell no. It uh. might have been the photo of themselves in the bathroom mirror when they were snapping the picture. Well, oh, that's a whole other thing. When you see the crap 
I, listen, photos. I, I, I hear mean, you. If you're not paying for professional photos. How is that still a thing? It, Who you work with matters. That's how. Discount and if you're not and if, and in, in the MLS listings, when they don't put any information, they don't even tell you what rooms are in there. Yeah. No yeah. dimensions, nothing. My listings are filled out. I mean, that thing. is laziness. Listen, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But that's unfortunately the reality that yeah. we work with no, a lot. No, it's so. true. There are some realtors that are... All right, we talked enough about pricing. I just like to pick everyone's brain on it. No, I everyone's like got hearing a diff- that. Everyone's got a different point of view. and It's interesting. It's good to hear because we are in a different market ag- again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and keeps if, changing. And by the way, just the last, I swear to God, the last thing on pricing... I would definitely still take it at six ninety five or eight ninety five, whatever the, the example was, and I would just make you sign a contract with me, a pricing contract, where saying I, you would be dropping. Yeah. Hey, it. listen, I'll give it, I'll give your strategy a whirl. Give I'll give you yeah. three and a half weeks. I've done that, and after that, the prices go into eight twenty nine. Sign here, sign here, mm-hmm. and uh, listen. I don't I don't want to have this conversation. Hey, yeah. something because I've also hey, well, let's try it a couple more weeks at eight ninety. Uh, no, right, right down. Let's go. I like that, that is the last word. That is a good right. last no, word. All right. Let's talk association of realtors. I'm yes. a realtor. I joined. I think I'm in G-Bar. I should know that. Probably. Um, give me some, give me the bennies. What's the benefit? Can I ask a question before she answers yeah. your question? When was the last time you went to a G-Bar event? Oh. When was the last time you went to a G-Bar meeting? Okay. Yeah, you got to go. All right. So now Eileen. So how am I, am I, so why can't they just publish a calendar that like, well, like actually comes to my email. Maybe. Don't you get, don't you get emails from them? I get a 300 emails, emails a day. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You know, one of the things that we've asked for at Mass Association of Realtors. Cause you're in both Mass on, and North Shore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, um, is to do a master calendar so you can see. I'll go to any event. Things, but the other thing is, is for continuing education classes. Like, they may not have it at G Bar, but they might have it at North Shore. They might have it someplace else. And you want, you really want this certification, or you really want that teacher because they're the best one. Um, yeah, there should be a calendar. I can't tell you why. Sometimes I can't tell you why they don't do what they do. But I agree with you on the emails because I get. But setting aside the calendar, like, why would a realtor go to a realtor association event, right? So, like, you're Seth. You've got your brokerage in East Boston. You sell all over. You sell North Shore, yeah. Metro West. Like, why? Like, what's in it for him? The networking and knowing people. Because frankly, at the end of the day, <laughs> I tell this to new realtors all the time: your relationships with other realtors really, really matter. Even I if you're, agree. even if you are all over the state, if somebody knows. Hey, this guy Seth. He's a stand-up guy. He's got. He's a straight shooter. I'll make he, that into a real. He's not going to give me <laughs> crap. At, you know, uh, this is what you see is what you yeah, uh, Now he's like, eh, maybe. I definitely, well, it depends on who you are. Yeah, I definitely but, but, you know, they del- I, I delve out some crap. There are some realtors that are easier to deal with than others. If you're, if you're a competent in the, professional. In the, in the, I was just going to say, and there are people that are more professional. Yeah. And then. I, I, can't, I can't deal with 24 hours be- before closing. You asking me for the same document 16 times yeah. that has been circulated. I get a little snippy. Yeah. Agree, but the problem. more the more you know, the more you participate in realtor events, the more people you're gonna know, and the better off it's gonna be. I just plus you're gonna have more influence. Frankly, 
over what's happening legislatively. And that stuff really does matter. Like, we do a Realtor Day on the Hill every year. I think it's June 15th this year. I think it's the 13th. Why does that matter? It matters because what we do is we, first we'll all gather in, like, the Hall of Flags with breakfast, and we'll have a speaker, which will be somebody probably, you know, one of the constitutional officers, which is important, speaking about housing issues. June 12th. And then we will go, there will be teams of people, depending on what association you're in, but we all coordinate together, going to visit different state reps and senators and talking to them about, you know, where do you stand on rent control? Where do you stand on ADUs? Where do you stand on zoning? Blowing up zoning? Yeah. This is, you know, this is, at the end of the day, realtors, we drive the economy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People can say whatever they want about us. It's 100% true. But we are the biggest driver of the economy in this country right now. And we have, we are a very, very powerful force. I mean, there were 1,400 realtor members in the North Shore Realtor Association. GBAR is a bigger association. I can't imagine how many they are. Um, Across the country, we are considered probably the most influential um, association in the whole country. Mm. In Massachusetts, realtors, because you were a realtor member, you were able to get unemployment benefits or, or bet, not unemployment, what did they call it, during COVID. I wish I knew that. It must have been on one of the emails you didn't open. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't oh. a realtor then. I wasn't oh. unemployed. I don't know if it was an, but, but we were able to get, as independent yeah, yeah. contractors, benefits. That because has, of the lobbying efforts by the association. Because of the lobbying efforts of Massachusetts Association of Realtors. That has never happened before. Did the restaurant workers get it? No. No. Those poor guys were they suffering. Should, they should have got it. But they have no <laughs> lobby. They have they have no organization mm. that really gets out their lobbies. And so the lobbying really seriously matters. And when we go on to the Hill and we talk to these people, they pay attention to what we're saying. So a lot of so I, I I've been to some North Shore realtor things. Yeah. I, I don't typically go to G Bar, but you know it skews older, right? Like I'm yeah. usually one of the younger people yeah. at a North Shore realtor event. So like, how do we draw in it's people a, like Seth that are you know building brokerages, have a lot of transactions, and you know don't really know why he needs to yeah. be involved? Like what are what are the ways that that so someone th- like that could? I think some of it is asking them what they want. I think some of it is. You know, frankly, people like me who are the president getting out there and meeting them and asking you yeah. what, what you want. One of the things that we're going to start at North Shore Realtors is because we own our building and it's a big building. We're going to take a section of that and we're going to turn it into, for lack of a better word, we're going to call it an internet cafe. Yeah, co-working where, space. Where, co-working space where any member realtor can come the between showings. If you live in Haverhill and you've got showings here idea. and there, drop in, use the wireless internet. You know, is that on your social media? It hasn't. It hasn't yet because it's not up yet. Oh. But, but we will be doing that. Where's the building? Um, it's on Essex Street in Beverly. I don't even know what the address is. Three thirteen. I didn't know you had a building. It's a huge building. Oh, I've never been there. We're a landlord. I've never been invited. We're landlords too. Oh, I've never been invited. Bring, I am. I'm inviting you right now. Oh. And I'm the, a member, the, by the way. I know you yeah. are. I'm happy you're a member. Yeah. Very very happy. But the other thing is, we're going to have a lending library there, where it's going to be, you know. Of so many of a us. Lending, what the hell is a lending I know, library? this sounds goofy, but if you're- If you're a hundred, who's going to- Tell me it's not a book library. It is a book library. You know that no, there's this thing no. called the internet. There, no, but here's the other thing. There are so many young realtors. Look at, I can see his sense. When was the last time you went to a lending library? Well, I don't go to the library because I have a Kindle and I just download the books. Yeah. We're going to talk about one more thing about that. Too. Yeah, but let's you can, talk about You can this. take books, if you're a new realtor- 
and you're starting out and you don't have a lot of dough and you want to read some of these books and you can't afford to, or you don't know how to get it from the library on your Kindle, just take the books. I mean, so if, if, if this you're is so your inclined, pitch, if this is your pitch for younger realtors, I think we need a new younger, pitch. Yeah, I need, we, yeah. what's, tell me your pitch, Seth. Well, how, well, how, what, what should we do to get younger realtors in? Because yeah, they have great, there's a group a called example. the Young Professionals Group and everything, and nobody comes. Uh, yeah, people, it's just like. Eh. I think um, okay. I'll give you. I'll give you two things. First I mean, off, yeah, really, we need help. Help me. The book thing's a terrible idea. Okay, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Bad, bad. I mean, I think it is a it is a value proposition yeah. that is not going to draw a crowd. I don't think it's going to draw let me put, a crowd. Let me put it's it this just, way. It's I think, just a um, free thing. I'm sure you're familiar with the failure rate of most realtors, correct? Correct. correct. Um, so I think it's like statistically like 87% fail after year one or something like that. Well, they can take the books for free and have That's them. right. So you, well, if, <laughs> if they're, they're all, not in my if, house if they're all Right. If they're all members, <laughs> you're going to run out of books pretty quick because 90% of them drop out. Nine out of 10 fail, right? So... I think for me, as someone who did this part time for a little while, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I got to be here full time, right, to make oh, it, you to, have make, to. to make it work. Um, it's not a hobby, right? No. And uh, literally, the first thing I did was hire a professional coach, okay, mm-hmm. which cost me, I think, at the time, like twelve hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That was very scary, right? So, like you said, the realtor that doesn't have any money. Most people, when they jump into this business, have no pipeline. Getting your pipeline started is by far the most difficult. If you can figure it out and roll that snowball down the hill, mm-hmm. you're golden. And you always just keep doing the right work. You'll always be okay. Whenever you stop prospecting for business, meeting with people, being rude, mean, whatever, not showing up on time, not being professional, you'll lose that business real quick. So for me, paying the cash, learning the industry from a, a proven professional um, was really helpful. I also was very accountable to myself because like, I was like, I can't afford to lose this 1200 bucks. Right. Like, I need ROI right. here, right? So I need to get, I need to get the return. So I think if you offered some sort of mentorship or coaching, and we're very public about that, mm-hmm. around the most current events, pricing in a, in a shifting market, right? Um, creating video or, or mm-hmm. content to, you know, there's no better way to have people like, know, and trust you than social media. I, I have people all the time who ping me and say, hey, I need you to sell my parents' house. It's over here. It looks like you're killing it. All of that happens because people know, like, and trust me on social yeah. Right. So like we'll follow each other after this and like you're going to see the content that we're creating and yeah. I'll be top of mind for you in this area if and when, you know, whatever. Right. That's the stuff that I think gives people a leg up and everyone is terrified of doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like th- that. It just helps people build a brand faster. So building a brand, pricing in a shifting yep. market. Um, you know, content, you think, video content for new agents. So um, more workshops. Pl- yeah, I was just going to say, because we are doing workshops on things. Well, I've, well, I've just actually asked them to explore doing a workshop on uh, the Chat AI. GPT. Yeah, that, thank you, Chat GPT. Yeah. Because realtors need to know that kind of stuff. Now, what you said. What about the, accounting and taxes? Like how many realtors in, the fir- in their second year after they've been a realtor for a year and are like, oh my God, I have to pay taxes on that money? You know, see, it's also interesting for me because I work for Keller Williams and they give us all this for free. Mm. I, I mean, it's just part of If you of, take it. If you take it. They can't make you do it. It's right. just do like th- they, they do can't. Do you think though. They can't make you get a coach, right? But right. you're clearly motivated because you got a coach. I mean, I've clearly have some motivation <laughs> and made a living for 20 years right. doing right. this. But you're right. The interesting thing is our membership at NSR is actually still going up. 
mm. which is fascinating. In age or in numbers? In numbers, oh. but it's the antithesis of what's happening in other places. Now, what I did not mention, one of the things that we do have is we just uh, got a state-of-the-art um, video studio and really? podcast studio, yeah. And what do you, how that, are you guys using it? That any member can use. You just have to call and reserve it. But, but how are you using it? How am I using or it? Or how, how is the NSR then using I, it? I don't think we've done any promotion on it. Right. I mean, so they, why they, have it? They throw, it, they throw it in the newsletter, but so what? Why what? aren't they doing podcasts think, or social media thing, posts right? from the social media so posts? This be. is the irony, right? Yeah, like, it is the irony. Because, you know, we're talking about these events that I don't yeah. even know what's going right. on because we're still communicating with each other in, like, ancient times. Like, no one so reads you, their email, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I would prefer... Hey, we have an event coming up two weeks from now. I would prefer mass text. That's you know what when that was I did the. Hey, did you you didn't sign up yet? Register now. Here's a yeah. workshop. I on, agree with you. This click was, a link to reserve your ticket. This is free to members. Boom, yeah. and click. maybe follow it up with a Facebook post. Yeah, and yeah. a video and, on right Instagram. Because, yeah, and, and, no, you're right. And this, oh, by the way, like unfortunately, how I'm sorry, I keep talking over you. The, the this are you I, really? This is, no, this is just what I do. So yeah. I apologize for being this person that I've become. The, the reality is, she, like, I she may be small, but her bark, her bite is is bad. So she, she's she's out, she's out proud. She has to. Be. Yeah, she vicious. she the the reality is, I'm a I, good listener though. I can't. Well, at least somebody is. So <laughs> I uh, I can't even get in front of my clients yeah. on Instagram and Facebook. Why? Because that's how the algorithm works. Yeah. So you know what I have to do? I have to pay to retarget them. Mm-hmm. So take the data that you have, retarget me on. The web on social media, so I cannot miss mm-hmm. you guys on social media. You should be using that studio. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Here's this. We're going to be making a video on how to record a podcast. We're going to feature Seth. He's going to come. Whatever. Like, and that's the content. And now it's retargeted. I can't miss you. And do video email, bomb bomb, whatever it is, because I'm not reading this shitty agenda. Yeah. But a lot of people don't look at the video emails. Well, listen, they don't. But, but I think they the look text, at Facebook I, and Instagram. Forty six percent. I open think, rate. I think higher. the text is the best. Listen, if 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 I relied on only an email agenda of how I got my real estate, like how I got business yeah. from clients, guess where I'd be? I'd be canning up on Starbucks right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So the mm-hmm. I, the irony is that is how a lot of these associations try and communicate with us, mm-hmm. which is just, it's archaic. You know what I mean? So I certainly don't want another spam phone call, but if I opened it and didn't register, hey, Seth, what's going on? This is such and such from the Association of Realtors. Correct. We saw you looked at this event. Is this yeah. still of interest to you? I wanted to hold your spot. Yeah. You might get a yes or no out no, of it. No, I think that's true because I've always found that personal invitations from people work. 100%. Of course they do. Yeah, they work. People, send send me an invite. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm invited. You know? <laughs> well, I was on the different. phone the other day with Seth and I said, there's a breakfast for the North Shore Realtors. I'm going to send you an invite. Why, co- why don't you come with me? And he said yes. All right. Yeah. Because we were kind of, I just, I'm not reading that email. Right. There's 75 events in it. I, I hear you. There's literally, I just looked, there's seven events in the email. But you probably I, do I, a very I was, similar. I was Yours may not be any better. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 events in this email. Okay. And oh, by the way, the one that you said was the most important, save the date, Realtor Day on the Hill, buried at the third to last event. I want you to send me that email. I want to read it. So, Seth, what's how many you, times? Oh. Eduff at kw.com. You're in here. 
Because uh-huh. we were emailing about the podcast. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. oh, yeah, that's probably right. Um, <laughs> so how many times did you open that email before you never opened another email from them? Right? So like what, twice? No, I, I agree with you because... I don't think I open emails from NSR. Like I can't remember the last one I opened. And and by the one, by the way, the last time I got one was March third. From Gbar. Yeah, here's 15 events. Better pay attention. That's a, this is you really know? great. So information. so like what? That's like me. March that's 3rd. like me sending out an email next week. Hey, P.S. My client events June 23rd. Right. Hope you can make well, it. Well, listen. By I, the way, here's 14 other events, and I put it at the bottom. I hear you, Seth. Why is everybody not here? I had the CEO or executive director. I guess they like to be called CEOs of our organization. Ah, snooty. Asked me to come um, to something that that the that NSR was doing a week before it happened, and I said to him, "I can't. I'm booked. A, I'm busy. I'm booked." Yeah. And so it, I understand what you're saying. It's really true. So I, I mean, will, there I will is bring a lot this of- back to this to him because we can't. I'm filled with unsolicited suggestions. Don't worry about it. We'll have lunch. But there is a lot of value in knowing. The people that we work with, right? Oh, so, like God, the, yeah. the the org, the association does have a lot of value. I think they just need to like modernize, reinvent themselves yeah. to a different population. Yeah, that's a re- it's really great information. It's true. We do. I I think too. Like I couldn't even tell you who is on the board of G Bar. Yeah. Like, why aren't they sending personalized? Hey, what's going on? I'm so and so. I just got. You know what I mean? Like, what would you want from them? A personal text or call? I. Or email? I yeah, I mean, I think that's the problem. Like, I or even a Facebook post from like you must follow G Bar on Facebook. You, so think I, you think I'm gonna go click and try and find it? Not they now. They should follow me. They should follow you, and then I would get notified. Yeah, and I would follow you back. Yeah, I I know I follow NSR on Facebook and well, Instagram, and like. Maybe if each board member did like a video in the thing, well, like, hey, I, I'm so and so, I'm on the board, like I and then they I pump it out to their audience. And if Seth more was doing ownership a deal, of the board. I yeah. I have uh, Jackie Medeiros, I, who I, was our guest from I Fidelity Title that. Company. She's, she's on, on our she's board. on the board. Oh. I think I want to bo- be on a board. I think the most interesting oh, video, live live bait here. There we go. You gotta join first. You gotta well, play to win. Forty-five dollars. Um, <laughs> Brendan's gonna pay the. B- he's balance. gonna pay up. The, oh. He's gonna pay the difference if it's more than that. But here's I the hate thing. losing bets. I actually. I think it's a. I think it's two three hundred bucks. I suggested that we do the. Um, I have no idea. That each member of the board, even if it's not a member of the board, members of the association should be doing the videos because people want to see their friends on. Yeah. They don't want to just see. The CEO. Right. All and we want to hear why it's important to them, right? right? So, like, if if Seth saw. Leanne, Vo- Leanne on and she's Vong. you know what Vong, this is so great and she was like this is why I do it like these are the tangible results that I've gotten from being a member it's like at the SAG Awards when they asked did you see the SAG Awards no and they oh you should have Jennifer Coolidge she was so good oh mm. she's such a hot mess I, I love her she love is her. Yeah. A what they did at the SAG Awards is they went around to all the different actors most of the super famous ones and yeah. said, why, why are you a member of SAG? What does SAG mean to you? And it was really interesting to hear some of the stories, especially from like some of the younger ones who are famous now. And they said, because when I got my SAG card, I was so excited because I could get insurance, you know, and I told my parents and it meant something to be part of a community and be part of mm. a union. So imagine how impactful that would be to young realtors and folks that don't really understand what this realtor associations I, I, do. I'm, you guys are jazzing me up I don't even know what it again. does. Right. No, you're really jazzing me up again. I can't find out what it costs to join a, another association. I, I, well, I'll find 
signed up will for you. you. S- can you fill out an application and send it to me? I will send <laughs> I'd like it to, to you. I'd like to formally request my applica- my yeah. statement to the North North Shore Association of Realtors. Yeah. On re- I'm on record. I have a witness. North Shore Realtors. We're now NSR, North yeah. Shore Realtors. So have you ever seen, uh, you'll have to Facebook me or on Facebook you, mm. have you ever seen Wayne Nugget? The videos but, that Wayne Nugget does? Who's Wayne Nugget? Wayne Nugget is the alter ego. It's a character that this realtor named Jenny May does. Wayne Nugget is a cowboy. I don't think I want to watch it. No, you do, because it is effing hilarious. It is the funniest thing you've ever seen. Wayne did a video for us, and it was the most opened watched video of anything we've ever done at NSR. Wayne Nugget is heaven. Hilarious. It it may be like a demographic thing. No, you would like it. Mm. Does does she have Instagram? I don't know. Probably Probably not. No. I don't know, but clearly not in the algorithm that either of us are targeted by. Mm. I don't know that Wayne does Instagram. Mm. I'll ask. Mm. Missing out. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Also, out. probably like a demo thing here. Mm. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. What else can we talk about? I don't know. I loved the North Shore Realtor thing, so you'll you gave take me that, good you'll ideas. You'll take that back. I am because yeah. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell them you said so. Well, you could just send them the podcast. I don't know that. They will want to hear all the mm. podcasts, but I could. Mm. <laughs> you could. We we could just have a clip cut. I think it's very important. I the the to me the most interesting like video clip that we ever got in one of our emails was when a member of the board was actually delivering the message. Yeah, 100%. I, that to me was interesting to watch. I mean, nothing against you know the paid staff or anything, but people want to hear from their friends why they, they should do they things. Hear if from you other, call me and ask me to do something, right, I'm going to do it more than if. Right. They want to hear from other realtors. They want to yeah. see their friends. They want to. They want to. And I think the idea of saying, you know, why are you, a, why are you a realtor as opposed to a real estate agent? Because there is a big difference. People don't think there is. You're rolling your eyes. There is. No, I'm. I'm. Um, I just became a realtor. <gasps> like um, welcome. November. Yeah, welcome. Congratulations. Just trying to level up. You know. Should we I mean? go out yep. and celebrate? Sure. We should always celebrate. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head and said, "What does this do for you?" I said, "I don't know." Huh. What that's is this? Pr- I think that's part of the problem. What does this do for you? I can get free books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you a book. <laughs> no, I think like especially. Like, it should really be the mission to help improve the longevity mm-hmm. of a realtor's career, a real estate agent's career. Yeah. And, you know, keep them up to the, and with the latest and greatest of what's happening, right? So yeah. it sounds like I think that's some of the deliverance that you guys are kind of doing. But I think, like, if there's, for the, for the low-budget new agent who's trying to get rolling, how can you become an institution and, yeah. uh, and, and help teach, coach, and train. And w- you said something earlier, like, oh, you know, my brokerage offers is a lot of this. Yeah. And here's the deal. Like, our brokerage offers offers coaching. Yeah. We have leads. We have all these things, you know, in, one-on-ones in an effort to improve your performance. But at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to duck out to someone else who is in my brokerage and learn yeah. from others and network. And maybe it's a little bit of a safe space. Maybe you don't learn well in the classroom style, KW, um, maps coaching, whatever it is, yeah. right? Like, and, and so you, you want to use this as a new avenue and it's kind of your own thing. And or maybe you hate all the agents in yeah, your like, office and, and now <laughs> you, you want to go to somewhere can, else well, where then you, you don't have hate to do them. it online. Right. Then. And then you come back. Then and, you go to KW university. But then you come <laughs> back into the office and maybe you're the subject matter expert and like that yeah. feels pretty good. Right. So, yeah. and, and you and I both know the type of realtor who's often wildly successful is that person. They're going to go find the mm-hmm. answer 
and then maybe they'll come back and teach, but they yeah. don't, they don't want to learn from some egomaniac who's been doing it for 10 years and it's my way or the highway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, so, I do. Well, so do you I, know anybody like that? Uh, maybe a few, oh. maybe a few people. Oh. We are up against it. Yeah. yeah. Eileen, this has been so. phenomenal. This was fun. Thanks, fellas. We really you gave me a lot of good insight and homework. So Eileen, one of the, the things that we like to end on unless you had anything else on that topic. No. No, is, is as you know, the name of the podcast is called The Word. The Word. And the subtitle is The Last Word by Seth Williams. But The That's Word. Right. The Last Word. <laughs> the, the Word. So <laughs> we, we ask all of our guests, if you were to sort of synthesize your next 12 months into one word, what would that word be? And then once you come up with your word, tell us a little bit about why you picked that word. Realtor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Listen to him. Now, you're not going to speak after me because I get the last word, right? It's, it's, it's actually called the final word. Oh, oh the final word. I get the final word. I'm going to say exciting. Exciting. Yeah. I think it's exciting. I think this is going to be... more about that. Yeah. I think there's opportunity out there, and I think it's, it's what we just spoke about. People with vision, people that get it, people that do their homework, it's there. You just can't... Scared money don't make money. Scared money don't make money. You can't be chicken in this market you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta get out there and and do it and yeah. uh you know sometimes you fall down but you gotta get back up and do it again and real real estate drives the economy realtors drive the economy and it's the best most proven way to build wealth i mean no it, it, it just is but i listen to some these kids today you know that are 35 and have decent jobs and they're not buying i'm like what is wrong with you silly. <laughs> like they don't understand it's silly so Pay, your, pay yourself, you know. I'm paying a mortgage. Pay yourself paying? first. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, you were awesome. Thanks oh, for joining thank us. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for the LaCroix. Well, yeah, are we calling it? We're just going to call it. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to The Word Podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you could take a minute and leave us a quick review, not only do reviews give us valuable feedback, but every positive review tells the algorithm to push this episode out in front of more people. If you really want to help us out, send this podcast to someone who you think would benefit. Thank you so much, and we hope to see you next time when we talk about the word.